What's up, people? This is Adam Maxwell, and you're listening to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. Now get ready. It's showtime. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. It is September 29th at almost 7. Almost 7. It doesn't really matter. I just say that before uh, we get into episodes because I heard from another podcaster that it's important to keep track of dates and times because of what's going on in the world around you. And it helps people better understand uh, what you're what you're living through at the time. So right now uh, it's well, September this morning. I talk about the weather a lot. Sorry. Um, I got my buddy Jamie here and we're going to riff a little bit today about uh, shooting and what we did last weekend. I know uh, I talked on the last episode with Megan a little bit. We went to a GSSF competition. It was Jamie's first shooting competition and uh we're gonna talk about that first i'm doing a little housekeeping with the uh podcast stuff this morning it was 37 freaking degrees outside and uh as you guys already know if you've been listening along for a while i don't like morning cold uh i don't mind cold i don't mind mornings but cold fucking mornings in my car annoy me so that's just a thing that I'm going to have to get back to. I thought my heat broke the other day in my car. I thought my defroster. Oh, I thought sucks. my defroster broke the other day in the car. And uh, that could make for a shit winter. Yeah. But as it turns out, uh, I have to hold the button. <laughs> to hold it? like It's like to make the motor. If I just tap it, the motor like goes halfway from like floors to the ones in front of me. Okay. But it doesn't go all the way to the... Things, so I like held it this the other day, and then I have to shut all the vents and all the all the other stuff, and then it blows like all the air through. Okay. If I leave the vents open, half of it goes through there, and half of it comes out. All right. The so. dash vents directly at me, and it's hot as balls. But I shut all of those, and then it was blowing hot against the glass, which matters. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So, Jamie, um. This is your first podcast also. Yeah, also that. Yep. Yeah, all right. Um, so I'm forcing you into a lot of uncomfortable situations <laughs> yeah. as a... Uh, uh, I love challenges. Love challenges? <laughs> Believe it or not, that's actually how this whole thing started. Yeah. I just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to do a freaking podcast. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm I'm like that. I, I believe in... Um, what was that? It's... Fuck, I forgot what it's called now. There was a term, there was a, a whole phrase that I was, it's better to, it's better to live with regret from things that you did than live with the regret from things you didn't do. Makes sense. So, I like to do things. That's going to annoy me. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, let's get into it. We're going to talk about you a little bit. Okay. So, uh, who's Jamie? Shoot, uh, I guess I'm just the oldest, oldest of eight kids, um, and like I said, I like challenges. That's just really about it. That's about what I got. About what you I'm got? A pretty easy going guy, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and like, 
Looking for stuff that makes things harder sometimes. Looking for stuff that makes things harder sometimes. Yeah. The uh, the struggle is the glory. It is, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, in a lot of cases, like you know, everybody's talked about it, like uh, <clears throat> struggle does make you stronger. Like, mm-hmm. Whether it's mentally or physically or whatever the struggle is, like you come out on top of it and you are stronger for having done it. Yep. So. Yeah. I Even if you fail. Sorry. I had a spam call there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, even even if you fail, what your what your goal is, mm-hmm. yeah, you did it, and you you succeeded that way. Yeah, a lot of uh, what is it? There's no. I mean, granted, I don't believe this hundred percent. Where people say there's no failure, there is just learning opportunities. But I mean, like you don't make your goal, but you could still learn something from sure. it. So. Yeah. I uh, I kind of like that too. I do a lot of stupid uh, things that people think are stupid or impossible, <laughs> but I like to do them because I can. Yeah. And nothing's impossible. I still haven't figured out the flying thing though, like uh, <laughs> like Superman flying. Oh right. Yeah. So you need a better cape. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cape's the yeah. secret. Yeah. I, His I, mom I, sewed it, so it makes it better. Oh. I don't really know that. I was gonna say my mom sews, so I can hit her up for a like ma. Uh, need a cape, I guess, from uh, uh, Krypton. Um, right, yeah, <laughs> so special material. Yeah. Um, so, what do you do? Are you willing to talk about? It? You don't have to talk Dude. about the company. So I love that question, and uh-huh. a lot of cases when people don't know me, I tell them I like I, I hunt, I fish, I uh, I do stuff outside. Okay. Um, I I was. Talking, and that's exactly why I answer that, ask that uh-huh. question that, or answer that question that right. way. Is because people say, "What do you do?" And I said, "Well, that's, that's what I do." You know. Yeah. But uh, I also like to say that my job doesn't define me. So, I do. I trim trees. Okay. You know, and that's that's what I do for a living. Yeah. But uh, but like I said, I should say, "What do you do for income?" Or income? Yeah. yeah. Income. Income. Yeah. Is the question. Yeah, because sometimes sometimes it's not a living. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just a job. Yeah. And so. you just go because you you know you know you're gonna get paid. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've been at work for four days this week already, and I'm at uh, like fifty two hour, fifty four hours or something right now. So, yeah, I've only got three more days to go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I'm struggling with that now. I uh, I was listening to another guy talk about it, and he said uh, he says all I hear from people all the time is how many hours you work, how many hours you work, how many hours you work. It goes people who work 60, 70, 80 hours, though it's commendable, it's stupid. Yeah. And he goes, he's like, you need to find a way to work 30 hours and make the same amount of money, yeah. which is the struggle I'm in literally <laughs> right now. I am I am doing everything I can within my conceivable power to find a way out of the machine. So well, it's kind of like we talked about the other day. I think in a lot of cases, a lot of people are putting in the, all the hours and making all the money. Um, are ended up end up kind of doing it for the people who aren't making any money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not saying they're necessarily slacking, or that you know, I'm not saying they're necessarily slacking, but but uh, you know, maybe maybe um, the other people are putting in too much time. You know, maybe like you said, maybe we should find a way to do it in 30 hours. Yeah, well, there's that, and I'm, so there's this unfortunate fact that the generations below 
our generation mm-hmm. and the generations below us are in a negative population decline. That's true. And the the working population will not have enough numbers to sustain the retiring population from our generation. So yeah. there's going to be problems coming. Big I mean there there's lots of problems here now. Right. With the uh, baby boomer generation going into retirement and a lot of that stuff too. But uh, yeah, it's definitely becoming a thing. And I feel for, I feel for people, there's a difference obviously between people retiring mm-hmm. and people who just don't work. Right. And I feel for the people retiring. Yeah. So. No. And I think part of that, they, they, they tie together. You know, you've got a whole lot of people that aren't working and the people that are retiring uh, are trying to, you know, I don't want to say, you know, uh, continue their income off their backs. It sort of is, you know, if you talk about social security and stuff like that, it sort of is, but without getting really into it, you know, you're really just, you know, the youngers are creating the wealth for the olders. And if, if it doesn't work out, like you said, if you're, you know, if there's not enough people getting into the workforces or are getting out of the workforce, you're never going to put that money back into it. Yeah. It also brings up the, uh, do we need to pay into social security? Or would we be better off saving our own money? Saving our own money. Yeah. That discussion with a handful of people. Yeah. And that's why, so I save, granted, it's not perfect because the economy is shite. (laughs) Um, <laughs> but I put away like 15%. That's pretty good. Yeah. As yeah. a young person, I've right. been, and granted, you have to realize I've been doing this for over 10 years now. Right. And I still have nothing. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, you think about the interest rates, you're not gaining anything on interest rates, no matter how much money you have in, a, in, a, in an account, no matter what, if it's a savings account, even IRAs now, now getting something out of it's better than nothing, mm-hmm. but, but there's no way that you'll ever, you'll ever, you're not going to keep up with inflation ever. Yeah. There's no way to recoup. Right. Yeah. So like, and one of the things I've told my kid is that you, if you don't, you'll never have money if you don't save it. Right. But if you, if you don't save money, uh, but like the things are always going to cost more. So if you need something that's a hundred bucks now and you need it, get it. Oh yeah, because five years down the road it's gonna be 120 bucks, and if you thought you said that save that hundred dollars, you're gonna make 101 dollars, and mm-hmm. now you're now you just lost 19 dollars. Yeah, so I, I guess if I look at it that way, I've been investing for a lot longer because I sit on, um, material, mm-hmm. uh, obviously like storable material, we'll call it. Like, I don't have silver and gold. I have a little silver, but not, like, I have, like, like I have, Megan and I talked about it. I have, like, $5 in pre-1964 quarters. Okay. You know? But a pre-1964 quarter was actual silver back then. Right. So it's like, worth. Like, 20 quarters? Yeah. Okay. But it's worth, like, $5 as oh, opposed okay. to, like, 25 cents. Sure. Or whatever. Like, eight quarters. Like, mm. four, five, three, four, five dollars. Whatever. you, And that kind of is one thing but i i hold a lot of uh copper jacketed lead so and that's that's not i'm not kidding you that's my that's my fallback it's got a lot of value for a lot of reasons yeah that's my fallback (laughs) for the future i actually i got that from a uh 
a book called One yeah. Second After. I have never read it. I've seen a couple. Yeah, I've seen a couple uh, yeah. deals well, on it. There's a uh, you should you should I I get it on audiobook mm-hmm. uh, from obviously from uh, whatever Amazon's audiobook thing because the guy who narrates it's really good. I think he does a really good job. But there's a part in there where they're trading um, ammo for food. Really? Oh yeah. If it's the situation gets bad for them, sure. And they're trading ammo for food. And uh, at that point, I was thinking about it, and I was like, in what world, no matter the situation, no matter how bad it gets, is that not a plausible situation? Yeah. Where I'm like... Uh, think about it. It doesn't even have to be a bad world. I mean, like all you, like you said, if you find a way where you think you, you're down at 30 hours a week, and maybe that 30 hours a week instead of the 60, 70 isn't paying the bills. Now, granted, I'm not saying I'm not advocating getting rid of that, that copper jacketed lead. By any means, but it, uh, it it could be traded. It could be, I, yeah. You know, in last ditch effort, but yes, that's but, uh, that's exactly what the way I look at it. I was like, right. this, and, uh, I could always trade this, and it doesn't. Like I said, it's, you don't have to. It doesn't have to hit the the fan, and so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be that bad. It could be just you personally, or you know, just your household. It could just be. It doesn't have to necessarily be the whole thing. Yeah. No. Oh, there's. So I I listen to these another person. They talk about what's called your personal apocalypse, mm-hmm. which is usually like uh, job loss, serious injury, or household. Like you know, tree falls in the house. That's right. a personal apocalypse. Sure. Uh, so I mean, things like that happen to everybody and you got to hedge your bets against that too. Right. So that's another instance where if you don't buy it, if you don't buy what you have, what you need to get at the time, mm-hmm. you know, you may not have it for later. It's the yeah. same thing. Like invest in it. Like while you have the cash, while you have, you know, the means to invest in whatever it is you're, you know, you're looking to invest in it. And I'm not saying don't save money, but you got to find a medium. You got to find something that works mm-hmm. all the way around. So I, right now, the way things sit now, I am wholeheartedly, I'm spending every dollar of my savings right now on getting out of debt. It's good. Because the interest rates are excruciatingly painful. Yeah. And I want to get to the point very soon where I can coast a little. And that's the plan. Right. I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but... <laughs> Like we, like you said, I mean, things aren't getting better right now. Not by leaps and bounds, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> not not by what they're telling us it is. Yeah, yeah. It depends how you listen to, I suppose. Yeah. So, um, all right, we're gonna get off of that a little bit, but um, so where and how did you grow up? Did you grow up in a city or kind of like in the rurals? Um. So. I started in a real small town. Um, I lived in a, a real small town, about 1,500 people. Um, I would say it was pretty rural till I was about 10. We moved into what would be like a little bit bigger city, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, sixteen or 17,000. And I spent probably 16 years there. Um, it was a little midway between two other big cities, and it had a lot of its own issues. Uh, um, it wasn't, it wasn't hardcore crime or anything like that, but it had a lot of drugs. Um, 
a lot of just bad people that would uh, make their way back and forth to to one from one city to the next and that's where that's there was like their stopping point like their halfway point you know and traded off their wares but anyhow uh lived there till i was um uh shoot probably like 31 or 32 i lived there and then and, and it, it was uh like I said, there was some farm industry around there. There was there was kids that drove tractors to school, and then there was kids that were very much more the city. Like they they and they they were happy to take on that life of like they wanted to have have the big city. So it was it was pretty diverse in that aspect. Um, I still rather hunted and fished. That's mm-hmm. what I like to do. So then that's you know, um, I'm not a big city fan. I can get around in them. I don't care for them. I have family in a couple of big cities and they can have it. Um, well, actually, I should say, no, I don't anymore. They've all moved out <laughs> just recently. So, yeah. But, you know, it was always, oh, come visit. No, nah, I'm not going there. No, nah, I'm not going there. But, um, so anyhow, I, I, I can get by in cities. I prefer not to. And if I don't, if I don't have to go, I won't. Um, but now I live here, and I would say this is uh, mostly rural. You've got uh, you've got uh, you got some folks that they like their cities, and they but they want to get out of it and they want to live here mm-hmm. and they go visit those cities. And so, yeah, I wish I would rather they stay away from here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've said that for years and years. You know, everybody used to say. Used to say like, get rid of the cities, get rid of the cities. And I say, no, you know, I've come come across this in the last couple, well, well, maybe five, ten years, something like that. Now, I've realized that you know, like if those people like the cities, stay in them cities. Yeah, like, yeah. Leave leave my farmland alone, leave my woods alone, leave my lakes alone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah that's definitely that's definitely where we uh, we agree on that because I I moved here from a a weird spot a i lived in a country area kind of trapped between two small cities that were trapped between two big cities oh okay so uh i mean i grew up between milwaukee and chicago okay oh yeah yeah so yeah, I gotcha. so, so i mean you know, yeah. when you're in the like Racine Kenosha area yeah. and then Milwaukee's on one side and Chicago's on the other side, that really puts you like in a Yeah, same situation. Yeah. Yep. It's one of those things where you grow like like what you were saying, because we can I lived kind of rural but it wasn't it wasn't like a town though. It was just subdivisions and neighborhoods, mm-hmm. subdivisions. We didn't have like a town. Like you would think like a town center and a town right. hall and all that. So like, it wasn't like a thing, but then we had, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you could, you could get pretty yeah city there too. Yeah. So, all right. So where did you learn to shoot? Um, I would say I probably first in, in the military. Uh, that's, I mean, I'd always kind of been around them, never had anything issues around them. Um, neither side of my family 
was opposed to or really into. It was just something they didn't really do. They were never had anything against it. So nobody, it was not like, oh, dad and dad and uncles brought me out or anything like that. Um, I had friends that were into it. I, you fooled around a little bit with them, but there was no teaching. It was like, here's some targets. Let's go make noise. And that's kind of, you know, real basic, you know, nothing, nothing. There was no trigger discipline. There was nothing, <laughs> no, like there was no right. like, Hey, sight picture, this or that. There's nothing like that. Um, and finally got into the military and learned a little bit about it. Um, they don't go real in depth. And I mean, they, they can, you know, but if you have, if you get the right job, you know, you really can. And if you don't, you know, you're kind of just that guy. You're just another one of the other 80% or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, I took a little bit of that with me, obviously. And then, uh, after that, it was, as far as learning, it's just kind of been self-taught, you know, pick up this here and there, listen to guys who seem to know what they're talking about, try it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then try something different. Mm. Um, and like I said, uh, mostly self-taught or at least, or at least like listened, you know, paid enough attention to people, you know, occasionally, you know, we watch the YouTubes and stuff like that. And, you know, you mm. watch some stuff like that and be like, well, this guy seems, I mean, he's hitting stuff or this guy's fast or this guy's whatever. And then you kind of take a little bit of that and try it. And you're like, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. Or mm. <laughs> stuff like that. So, I mean, that that's really it. All right. Well, since you did bring that up and since you went that, uh, I'm going to bring something up here since now you've, you and I haven't spent a lot, a lot of time together. Sure. Um, but you came with me to a shooting competition. Sure. Your first shooting competition. And then you got to, we didn't have a lot of like training between me and you. No, there was like, there was like, <laughs> no, this, this is no. a, yeah, I was, it was literally like, this is, this is a Glock. Yeah. It doesn't have a safety load it, point it, shoot it kind of a thing. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how's this feel? Do you like this one or that one? That's kind of the, that was the training we had. <laughs> that was the training we had. Well, I was going off of the fact that you, you had some idea what you were doing yeah. and, uh, I don't, so like I teach people to shoot sure. as part of what I do in my part-time job. Uh, like I told you before, I've spent nine years behind the counter at a gun store or 10 years now behind the counter at a gun store and teaching people who are accepting of it, how to shoot because our store has a range in it. Mm-hmm. And when people come in, they rent guns or buy guns or it's their first time shooting, which I get a lot of those where people rent a gun and it's their first time shooting. I give them basic instructions. I show them what they're doing and I hang out with them for a little while to make sure they're okay. And then usually I go back to the counter and uh, talk shit about guns with people and stuff. <laughs> but I mean, it's what I do. I'm so used to it. Right. So I give people a little bit of pointers, front sight picture, trigger squeeze. But, you know, it's not super in-depth with the people with given the time that I have because I want them to try and shoot and enjoy it. But you actually got to go out and we shot together for a match. And so given the YouTubers that you've seen and stuff, uh, would you take instruction from me? Would I take instruction from you? After uh, after watching me shoot. Yeah, I mean, you definitely outshot me. <laughs> that wasn't hard to do. Um, I 
I don't see why I wouldn't. I mean, I would definitely at least listen. Like I said, you know, like I, I take and I pick apart things that work for me and work for. I mean, mm-hmm. if you got some of small hands or big hands or like a long reach or whatever the case might be or a bad eye, you know, like I know a guy who can't use his right eye at all. He was he was an excellent shot beforehand, and he can't use his right eye now. So all rifles are left handed. He still shoots pistols right handed, mm-hmm. but rifles are left handed now. I mean, and that's just recent. Like he. His his right eye is technically he's technically blind in his right eye. Mm. He sees a little bit, but he can't shoot with it at all. No. Um, so I would at least take instruction. And if I mean we're not too far off size wise, so it's not like that would be a big thing. And you know, a, a pistol grip is pretty standard for most hands and stuff like that. I would take instruction. If it didn't work, I would maybe amend it. But for the most part, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean. I don't look like I don't look like a person who doesn't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, yeah, you know what you're doing. No, no doubt, you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, for sure. That was just a for the people listening kind <laughs> of a thing because, like, obviously they're listening to me on a podcast. So they don't know what I do. Sure, they don't know things that whatever that right. have happened over the years. Like I said, I could just sit here and say, "Hey, man, I've been working at this gun store shooting guns for ten years and stuff like that," right. but I've like they don't know me from Adam. Right. So I don't, you know, but you've seen it now. Right. You've, you know, I'm not a completely ridiculous person. No, I know. <laughs> I, I would say, I would say that if, you know, that if you were other than, other than outside the gun store, if you were outside of that and were to want to teach instru- or instruct or, you know, take anybody new, anybody who, even a guy in my position who's shot a little bit, but would far from anything specially, right. would, I mean, yeah, I would say you could do that. Yeah. All right. So since we went there, uh, so your first, like, uh, gun, what was the first gun that you shot? First gun I shot, excluding BB guns. All right. So what's the first BB gun you shot and then the first real gun you shot? Uh, the first BB gun I ever shot, my uncle had gotten me a, uh, like an M16 match, B, uh, um, like copy of a BB gun. It was pump. It was, uh, it was pretty cool, but it was only like four shots at a time. You know, right. It had a little, a little like four shot magazine. So you'd shoot, you had to like repump it and then slide the pellet over, slide it over and, and take another shot. I actually, slight side note, I actually brought that, I had dressed up in sixth grade. Um, I had dressed up as, uh, I just said, an army guy. It was always, it was easy. Like, I had camo all the time, right? So, I just, I'm an army guy. But I brought this BB gun to school, and everything fit. The outfit worked, right? The, you know, the, the costume was great for Halloween. My sixth grade teacher's like, hmm, let me see that. He's like, that a real BB gun? Yeah, it's a real BB gun. He's like, is there anything in it? I said, No. He points at the ceiling and pulls the trigger. <laughs> well, but I mean, there was nothing in it. You know, it was just air. He pumped it and 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 uh, operated the bolt and all that. I guess I don't know if you call them bolts on BB guns, but you know, yeah. you pull it back and operated it, and he just lets her fly right at the ceiling in the school. And I was like, I think about that it wouldn't happen anymore. Like, I, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't even gotten out of the car. I mean, I walked to school. I carried it to school, like from home, mm-hmm. and nobody stopped me or said anything as it was. I mean, you know, it was a million years ago. But point is, like, anyhow, it's just a side note. Uh, so yeah, so my first one was a BB gun, and that was it. Um, 
after that, I think I bought myself a 22 mag. Uh, so something I thought was probably pretty decent as far as like to hunt squirrels and rabbits with. Um, 22 Magnum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's, it's, what I figured. <laughs> and uh, so some family land has a small pond. A lot of, um, at the time, I didn't know any better that I, you're not really supposed to shoot muskrats with. Well, you're not really supposed to shoot muskrats really off the water. And like, I understand ricochets and all that, but that's what I had bought. And I was like, well, this ought to do a pretty decent job on those. And, uh, and from there, it just slowly accumulated. And uh, I would not call it a collection. I'm not a collector. We had that discussion. But um, I like to have things that are useful. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. So... <clears throat> Uh, since we got through that one, you like I said, you went with me. We shot uh, GSSF match. For those out there who don't know, that's uh, the Glock Shooting Sports Foundation match. Uh, local, regional one for us. And uh, what did you think before we went to the match going into it? You know, what were your expectations? What were your maybe fears even? And then what did you think of the match itself? Uh, so expectation-wise, I did not have much of an idea. Like we, I had asked you kind of what it is, and I guess it's like one of those things, like I said, I like a challenge, and I wasn't I wasn't going to push for info because, you know, I was using a borrowed pistol as it was. So it's uh, just going to go and have fun and uh, chips fall where they may kind of thing. Uh, I, I Like I said, expectation-wise, I went in. Just uh, as far as how I was going to shoot, I wasn't worried about it. I'm just going to shoot, you know, and I wasn't really afraid of much. It wasn't, uh, my concerns were really just don't get DQ'd. <laughs> don't do something stupid, you know, don't, uh, you know, follow directions, I guess, and you'd be all right. But um, as far as outcome and everything, I think I, I, I had fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't, uh, you know, you kind of explain which targets and stuff might be there. Um, but I like the surprise of it. Like I said, I like challenges, so I'm not opposed to surprises. Uh, like, I I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it is easier to go into something without any preconceived expectations or notions of what you're doing. And then kind of just let your mind build to what you're doing as you're doing it. Uh, sure. Sometimes it does help. Unfortunately, I don't get that a lot because I spend a lot of my time uh, helping them build stages at the matches oh, I go to. Yeah. I volunteer right. for a lot of the stuff. I go to there and I build the stages with them. So I know what I'm walking into. And then I have this expectation where I have to, I'm not, uh, I'm very accurate, but sure. I'm not very fast. <laughs> so that's my, like, I get killed at matches. I can, you can tell me a bullseye and, or, Put a piece of steel out at 100 yards. I'll hit it with a pistol. You know, all these things. Like, I can shoot things. Fine, whatever. But I got to learn how to move. Right. So when I go to matches, I have this expectation of, like, where things are and moving from spot to spot. And I throw myself into it. <laughs> I I don't I don't run a lot. Sure. Even at matches, under the clock, on time. I don't run. No, and that's, you know, like... <laughs> If if you're, I think I think like you said when when we were there, you'd actually said slow is slow is fast, and unless you want to be really S fast, slow. <laughs> uh, 
the the thing is as slow as smooth. There it is. Smooth as yeah. fast, unless you want to actually shoot fast. <laughs> so like that's something I also got that from another competitive shooter. Yeah. He goes slow as smooth, smooth as fast, and he goes that only works until you're actually trying to shoot fast. Sure. And he goes then you got to shoot fast. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's it is a thing, but as you're you got to work your way into shooting fast. Oh yeah. And one of the things that I ran into at the match we went to is jumping back and forth from different rule sets for matches. Like I, like when we went in there, I told you guys it's two on paper, mm. one on steel, like that stuff I know. But I forgot all about the fact that they were counting A zone strikes and B zone strikes oh. and C zone strikes. And that stuff all goes out the window when I shoot the other matches because all we care about is two holes in a piece of paper. Right. And I could shoot those really fast and just go with it. Mm -hmm. But when you tell me, oh, wait, this counts for points or <laughs> for ter for time, it, it does kind of throw it off. So mm -hmm. I screwed up with that because I walked into the first set of papers just throwing rounds at them, <laughs> not worrying whether they landed in A-zone. And it, it came back to bite me. I actually did not as well as I had hoped in a sure. couple of things, but uh, you did better than expected. I feel. I I, I again I I went in with no expectations. So, yeah. Like, I, so sure. Well, all right. I mean, I'm I'm glad did I did you, all right for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, just throwing it out there. So he got a top ten finish in his first match. So, I mean. I'm borrowed pistol. Can we put that in? Yeah, on a, <laughs> a borrowed pistol, walking in, not knowing what was going to happen. Um, I thought it was really impressive. Thank you. Actually, and uh, no misses. There was no, correct. Yeah. There was no round not accounted for for the match, which I thought was very impressive. Thank you. Uh, which was, like I said, probably a big part of why because misses well, count count right. for time yeah for sure yeah <laughs> so that was that was actually really good so i think uh like i said i think you did really good and uh it would be be great to have you come out to more matches yeah. and I, i'll shoot do it and have more fun <laughs> so since we're going into that um you know you said you enjoyed it and uh like i said i think you did pretty good so what uh what do you want to get into next? Three gun. Three yeah. Gun? I, I, yeah. Like I, I like, uh, you know, like it's, we had talked, we talked before, like, I like, I like the moving. I like to, I, I like, uh, Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, I, I like moving. I like to, uh, on the opposite. I don't mind being accurate. I, I do like accuracy. I've got, I've got some stuff for like long range accuracy. I'd like to have as well. Um, but I think I think three guns the fun part. I think I like the running and moving. I like the changing targets. I like uh, uh, you know multiple targets, however you want to see it. I like you know I like swapping from like rifle to pistol, pistol to shotgun, and back and forth and stuff like that. I think that's it, it's just it on one. I don't do a whole lot of exercise otherwise, so <laughs> I think I could take it have have some fun getting some exercise as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I yeah. I mean, I've I've thought about on on the what else did I get into long range stuff, but I think in a lot of cases, that's it's it's real slow. I mean, there are a lot of more timed. I, I've watched a couple of things like 
king of two mile and stuff like that. Like that's, I'm not, I'm not going to invest in that. I don't want mm-hmm. to, you know, like you're talking seven or $8 for a shot. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not, even if, you know, when, even if you're hand loading or whatever, and you're getting it down to like $4 around, like that's, it's, it's out of my uh, realm of money, but, but you know, with, with some comparable yeah, but, rounds. But the upside to that is you're only taking like three or four shots. It's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the one well, the one I one I did watch was uh, like five five rounds per round. So I mean, mm-hmm. in a day they only put like forty rounds down range or something like that. Which, it's you know, it four bucks a round, still pretty pricey at the end of the day. But, um, no, I think I, I think three gun really be fun. And granted, that's going to be about the same. You really want to count? You do a round count on something like that? Or you're going to spend some money. But. Uh, I wouldn't mind being good enough to at least, you know, win that money in ammo, ammo money back. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or pull a couple stage wins and get some, get some nice toys. Hey, you know, perks are perks, but but if I could just win the ammo money back, that's, that's cool enough. Yeah. Then, then you just, even if you just break even on, on what you spent, you know, that's, that's when it's, you don't mind doing it. You know, like that's when the wife doesn't yell at you. Yeah. How much did you spend today? Yeah. So, (laughs) It takes a lot, I think, to start breaking even. Sure, sure. Well, you know, you don't count fuel and stuff to get there. You don't count entry fees. If you just talk ammo. Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) The last match, they were nice enough that they were. I got a box of like 556223. I don't know if it was 223 or 556, but I'm splitting hairs with that one right now. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, I. Almost covered the rifle ammo that I used for that well, match. See, but I didn't cover my pistol or shotgun. <laughs> and I, uh, at the end of the match, I had probably, from what I have left in the in the closet, I bet you I went through about a hundred and ten shot shells Jeez. at a match. So, what are those? I, I don't shoot enough shotgun to know. Even like, it's not expensive. No. No, hundred rounds is like. So, at Walmart, the Winchester, I can get a hundred rounds for around fifty, sixty bucks. Well, that's not bad then, huh? Yeah, like fifty, like fifty, forty-five cents around, something like that. Yeah, that's not bad. Like, that's that's barely nine nine ammo, a little bit more, but. Yeah, well, the last match I went to, a, for three gun. Trying to think how many magazines I ran dry, <laughs> so. <laughs> Easily a hundred rounds. Yeah. The round count on the board was two hundred of everything. Okay. But they're accounting for you missing a few or having to do uh you know, uh they just tell you to bring two hundred rounds for mm-hmm. everything. Uh you may shoot more, you may shoot less, depending on how many makeup shots you have whether you're pretty good at this, whether you go back or pick up some of the ones you drop, uh, there's always reloading issues mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, 200 rounds per. So it gets kind of expensive, but yeah. the expense, like you said, though, is, is the match fee and the driving and mm-hmm. the hotel stay sometimes and, and things like that. So it can get, 
up there. Sure. Luckily enough for me, my wife doesn't get mad about that stuff. She, you know, I, I, I make that I make that voice, and I, I really don't. Whenever I do do a female voice, like I, I have a habit of doing people's voices for whatever reason, like while I'm, you know, saying what they would say or whatever. But I, I don't do a very good female voice. Like my, oh. my, they always sound naggy. They always sound <laughs> like they're not like they're not happy about whatever it is. Yeah. But um, so I put that out just to just to cover because my wife does not nag and she's not she's actually really cool about it. Yeah, and you know the best part is that she's not going to listen to this. Nope, true. Yeah. <laughs> she's, <laughs> yeah. she's on vacation right now, and I doubt she's but watch watch her somehow be like, you know what, I'm gonna listen to this. And yeah, one time. See, and there it was again. But at uh, least it wasn't naggy. Yeah. That actually makes it funnier though that you do little voices because <laughs> that's just all the better for the show. So you went into it a little earlier when I asked you what sure. you do, mm-hmm. uh, when I was asking what you do for a living, but so I'm going to ask you, what do you do for fun? Uh, man, if it's not work and then sometimes work can be fun, but you know, like we said, we spend a lot of time there, but anyway, uh, it's hunting, fishing, you know, like I hang out with, uh, some family, but, uh, some of my family's a little farther away. So, um, other than that, uh, I'd like to say that I shoot more, but like we talked about, that can get pricey. So, you yeah. know, last couple of years have been horrible. Yeah, like two twenty three ammo at like about a dollar forty around for yeah. just just standard just junk. Oh, I mean sorry. it's down now, but so speaking of which, thank you Lord for PMC. It's getting exp- it's like $12 a box or whatever, yeah. $10 a box or whatever now, but I man my I remember when it was 8.99 and I was in fucking yeah. heaven. I I one time not long ago uh got <clears throat> oh okay, I guess now it was long ago. It was 2000 early 2019. <laughs> I bought 300 rounds of Aguila for like 96 bucks. Granted, I was a part of a membership thing, you know, they knocked like seven or eight bucks off, but still, even, even still, like if I wasn't, it was $105 or something like that. 105 bucks for 300 rounds. Like, that was all, I don't remember if it was five, five, six or two, two, three, right? We had yeah. that. So, but same deal. And I, I think I still have it. I well, mean, some of it. No, I was going to say, well, we can get out there and yeah. waste it. Yeah, no. I think but, it was early late 2019 before things went really crazy uh but late 2019 oh man maybe it was early 2020 i bought like 3000 rounds of <laughs> well you hear the story i bought i made a purchase of like 3000 rounds of 556 five, online Jeez. um cuz it was one of those special deals sure. or whatever um if the people listening listen to all the episodes, which not a lot of people have, but uh, you'll know this story. But uh, they were lying, and they took my four hundred. Oh. It was three hundred like eighty bucks. Well, that's like no, that's a good deal though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I did it. I was like, <laughs> well, like three thousand rounds for like three hundred eighty bucks. That's Even not then. bad at all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, I went and bought it on a credit card, and uh, it never showed up. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was peeved about that thing i mean my credit card company gave me my money back but oh, well. they won't do that anymore though because no. uh, you made your one mistake yeah well, <laughs> no i mean the gun ammo oh, online yeah. thing they got all weird with that too oh yeah yeah but yeah so 
Sorry about that. So that's all right. what else do you do for fun? No, I mean, that's really about it. Like, I guess at this point in my life, I'm pretty boring. Well, you, you know? did mention hunting and fishing earlier. Yeah, yeah, I do hunt. I do fish. I mean, I've, uh, I've been to, I haven't, uh, I haven't been, I love hunting pigs. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been hunting pigs, but man, you get the opportunity. It's it's a blast. I haven't. I'm actually trying to put together a group. Yeah. My problem is if I can get people to come with me, I'll do it. But I can't afford to go alone. Yeah. So like I've been trying to get my dad and a couple of buddies to go to Texas. That's that's a great place. And yeah. rent like uh like a ranch for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I think if you get like five guys, it's like six hundred a head or something like that. That's not bad. Yeah, and you they cover everything like the lodging the food the everything sure and they do up your hogs they cut them for, up? yeah oh that's a, that's a pretty good deal yeah that's what i thought it was a smoking deal but so years back um i went to i went to a place and he, he was offering i think it was 250 for any any pigs to, uh any two pigs like right because they've got all kinds of sizes i mean they've got uh like 200 pounds and they're all wild caught you know, he does have a, this is a fenced, fenced area and they're all wild caught, but he just buys them, I don't know, by the pound or whatever guys will, they catch a, a trailer full of them. They'll back them up and be like, Hey, we've got 2,500 pounds. We want whatever uh-huh. X amount of dollars for it. And I, I couldn't tell you, I have no idea what, what, what their kind of rate is, but you know, he, any two pigs and a Ram. And I was like, I like this deal for 250 bucks. <clears throat> so we went down there, a friend and I, and a wife was a girlfriend at the time. Went down there, shot, I don't know, we ended up bringing like six pigs and two rams back, and I spent a total, even including fuel, granted this was like 13 years, 12 years ago, spent a total of like, between him and me, seven or eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, and you're not going to find that deal anymore, you know, because it's just how it is. And, and you have to pay a couple extra for every pig, I don't know, it was a dollar a pound or something after for every pig over, you know, your limit. But um, pigs are fun, man. Um, I, I like, I love my bow. I'm a bow hunter at heart. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I've got, I shoot prairie dogs and squirrels with rifles and stuff like that. But other than that, I pretty much, if, if it's big game, I want to do it with my bow. I want to get into, I want to get into their bedroom. I like it up close. I mean, not that I don't train for farther shots. I like to take, you know, I practice out to 70, 80, 90, 100 yards. And for some guys, that's not far. Um, you know, you guys out west take shots that far like hunting shots that far and uh i'd i'd like them to stay in the in the wheelhouse at like 25 or 30 yards yeah you know but um uh, i like the, the the 70 80 90s yards like that they make those shots a little easier they make you read the, the terrain better you know see the see the branches and stuff that could be in your way whatever the case is um i'm like i said bow hunter at heart but uh and no problem taking prairie dogs a few hundred yards either. So not yeah. with a bow, of course. Let me clarify that one. <laughs> yeah. So actually my bow's my bow's right under there. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm not much of a bow. I've never been bow hunting. Yeah. This year I was hoping to actually just go get my tag and go out on public land. Sure. And just go screw around the woods for a little while. It's, I haven't been hunting in years. Uh, I used to go every year with my dad for every season. Right. Uh, I mean, like when I say every season, I mean the big ones here. So sure. t- turkey, waterfowl, deer. Right. And uh, my dad and I used to go all the time. I haven't been in years though since I go to work and yeah, and you love being adult. Yeah, I hate being an adult. <laughs> but 
it is what it is, man. Uh, you got to do it. I actually, I probably owe my dad more than I can say. Yeah, it's always far, like that. As far as that it's stuff goes, like that. I want. I was trying to get him go deep sea fishing when we were in Hawaii together. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he didn't bring enough extra cash with him, and I didn't. Oh, you know, awesome. like because yeah. I we we're on the on a whim. We walked up to a fishing boat and we we're like, hey, like. Me and him want to go fishing. What's it going to cost us? <laughs> you know, we just walk up to the guy. Right. And he was like, yeah, it'd be like 1400 bucks." <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no. No, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't got it. But we've been meaning to. I know you said something about going fly-in fishing mm-hmm. in in Canada, yep. which is another thing that I've always wanted to do. My like told you, my dad actually got his citizenship <laughs> because crazy. he wanted it's... to go fishing in Canada. That's awesome. And he was afraid they wouldn't let him back into America <laughs> um, if he left. Well, I it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was that was his biggest fear was that he wouldn't be able to come back home. Yeah. And uh, my mom gives him shit for that all the time because that was. Oh, Jesus, man. Uh, almost 30 years ago, and he still hasn't made it to Canada. Oh, I was going to ask that, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. He's. St- I mean, he's been to Canada. Sure. He just never did that fishing trip like he always wanted. Right. So we we uh, we give him shit about it all the time. I told him one of these days we'll go. Yeah? He wants to go. F- you, you have to. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if you enjoy fishing, if you enjoy... If you enjoy being left alone, like that's one of the problems about yeah. fishing around here is it's just piled. Like it doesn't matter where you go, there's always other people hanging out there with you. Do you kayak? Yes. All I right. have a fishing kayak. Well. Like, anybody anybody can fish out of any kayak. Yeah. Right? If you're if you're dedicated enough, it's not that hard. Yeah. Um but wife and I got kayaks for an anniversary a few years back, and then I was like, after after I had it for probably five or six months, I was like, hey. Uh, I either have to get another kayak or start putting holes and stuff in this one for anchors and, you know, pull holes. And she's like, get another kayak. I was yeah. like, yes. Yeah. So I kayak, uh, I should say I fish out of a, just a regular kayak in old, mm-hmm. old town. Right. I don't have any mounts or pole mounts or any of that stuff. I just, I just wing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cause I, you know, it's what I do for fun. Sure. But, uh. Maybe I'll take you sometime. You want to go I'll somewhere go. fishing where where people aren't. Yeah. I know I know this spot. There's a lake and there's a bridge, and on the other side of that bridge, there's no motors allowed. All right, all right. So you paddle up that way, like a mile or two, and you come to another kind of like road crossing mm. where there's just one of those corrugated tunnels. Right. Well, we pick the boats up and walk across there and then you're setting them down in basically like a little Creek and you paddle up that Creek a couple more miles <laughs> and you get to a beaver dam or at least last time I was up there, there was a beaver <laughs> dam. And now by now, I mean, you're like three, four miles away from where a boat can go. Right. And, uh, and there's a beaver dam in the middle of the woods and there's this lake up on top of the beaver dam now. And uh, I went up there and I scouted for a bit, but I didn't get a chance to fish it. Right. And I want to know what's in there. I'm game. Let's go. So, I mean, the lake that it is attached to has a lot of everything in it. Mm. Northerns, walleyes. That was actually where I was when I saw. So here's a funny fishing story. 
me and my dad were kayaking and we were, uh, I don't even think we were throwing lines, but we were kind of doing the little patrol, seeing what was mm -hmm. out and about and whatever. And we get to that bridge that I was talking about that on one side of the bridge, there's no motors allowed no more. Right. And uh, there's like a gardener snake under the bridge kind of going across doing what snakes do and it fell in a river <laughs> and uh this is one of the biggest goddamn garter snakes i've ever seen in my life i bet she was just a little between 18 and 26 inches that's pretty yeah that's good right? size. so it's like a good size right. snake and it hit the water and it swam over towards the one side in something and i don't know what one shotted that thing really yeah and I never saw it come back up. Not even a bit of it. Dang. And I looked at my dad and I was like, I need to get a floater that looks like a snake <laughs> to throw it under this bridge. Because the first thing that came to my head was whoever or whatever that is, I need to catch it. Yeah. And I got a couple little neat tricks like that that I've learned over the years from uh, from hitting the same water all the time. Yeah. Get kind of funky. So I'm going to go through a short little one here with you the little question uh so like pop culture stuff yeah all right granted this can be from when you were younger growing <laughs> up it's, it doesn't have to be to this year or anything okay. like that but like so what's your favorite band or music uh metal i'm definitely metal yeah if i had to pick one band if i had to pick one band it'd probably be metallica Okay. Um, but I mean, anybody around them for the most part, and I, I'm good with some older stuff too. Mm. Um, but some of the newer stuff, if it's all right, some of it's just, uh, I, oh, so you were happier than a clam the other day when with Abe. Abe. Playing, yeah. 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 Abe, Abe I was in the truck. Sing yeah. my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> I could actually hear you like in the back seat, kind of just going yep. with it. So that's cool. Yeah. No, that's, that's when he had that on, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. So yeah, no, I like that. I like Megadeth. Yeah, I, I'm a right. They're right in the right band, right? Yeah. They're right there. Um. All right. So, what about your era growing up? What kind of video games? Are you a video game guy? Uh. So, we didn't have a whole lot of them. You know, like I said, eight kids, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Not that I didn't ever play them. I did play some, and. Uh, when I played video games, so like everybody, everybody's played Super Mario Brothers, right? Mm -hmm. And like I think you can't, you can't even say like Mario without people thinking Luigi. So, <clears throat> I mean, played a little bit of that, but I, I guess given my opportunity, one time we had a, like a Sega. I, I'm sure we got it at a garage sale or something. It had two or three games from it, and the only game I played on it was Mortal Kombat. And love Mortal Kombat. So Mortal Kombat and like Street Fighter when people had Street Fighter and stuff like that. Those, those are the only games I think I like I really ever played. Um with any with any like consistency. Other than that, it was basically I, I really didn't play video games. Right. <laughs> We're gonna be uh we gotta cut this off at an hour. Sure. Because the recording thing stops me actually at an hour. But I'm gonna run uh Movies? Uh, pretty eclectic. You know, uh, not a whole lot of romance movies or anything like that. But if you're looking for, like, a favorite movie, I, I'd be hard to say I had a favorite. Um, I like comedies probably. I'd probably watch a comedy over, like, any any you know, explosions and stuff like that. Which I, I know it doesn't fit, right? Like Metallica, but I'd rather watch a comedy. 
Whatever. Sometimes yeah. people like to laugh. Yeah. I could see I could see that. I could get that. Um I was talking to Megan the other day and we were having the conversation. I told her I was like, What's gonna get really hard for me? I'm an I'm a diehard action movie guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed there's I did, I saw some, like yeah. two hundred movies <laughs> behind me. But uh the day's gonna come in my lifetime and probably your lifetime, all right? Um where Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Chuck Norris, Jean-Claude Van Damme, mm-hmm. and uh, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Dude, he has I like some... I'd I like that you included him. <laughs> well, uh, I think Antonio Banderas had some of the most badass action movies. Sure. Um, you know, these guys are not going to be around anymore. Sure. I was just talking. I, the reason why it came up, believe it or not, we were watching Shrek. Shrek 2. Okay, right. All right. Um, and Antonio Banderas is in that. For the yeah, cat. he does yeah. voice for the cat. And I was thinking about that. I was like, how old is Antonio Banderas now? You know? 60 something. Yeah, yeah. He's getting there. Yeah. But I mean, the day's going to come where these guys are no longer part of this world. And I was like, and it's going to be hard for me because I was the 80s, 90s action right. movie guy. Well, I mean, think about Die Hard and Bruce Willis. They just pulled him out. And no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He his name came up when we were talking. I I literally just forgot him on this list. But yeah, Bruce Willis, he's gonna yeah. be on that list. Yeah, you know, and and I mean these guys are like, uh, also like Mel Gibson. Sure. Yeah. Know? Uh, people like that. Danny Glover. Oh, what's gonna kill me is um. I can't think of his name right now either. He was in Robin Hood. Uh, which Robin Hood? The Kevin Costner Robin Hood, but Kevin not Kevin Costner. Costner. <laughs> not Kevin Costner. Um, oh. Yeah, you got me on that one. It's going to bother the heck out yep. of me because I got Shawshank Redemption behind me, too. Somewhere <laughs> in this pile. Yeah, I don't remember that Robin Hood all that well. Well, it'll, it'll yeah. come to me. But he does the voice of God in Bruce Almighty. Also. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was the painted man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the day's going to come where there's no more Morgan Freeman on the earth. Right. Either. And it's crazy because that's all that we have left behind of them. That's kind of why I do the podcast, though, is because I'm, Maybe I'm, leaving, something. Yeah. I'm leaving something. Sure. Something small. But yeah. Um, all right. So we've only got a minute left and we got to get a, uh, the recording's going to stop. But. Do you want a quick shout out to anybody? No, I don't. I don't even. I, you know, honestly, when you asked me to do a podcast, I was kind of like, "What's a podcast?" Like, uh, I mean, I'd heard of them, obviously, but uh, I don't know if I know anybody that listens to any. But I'll push them. Yeah, I was gonna say. To be <laughs> honest with you, uh, I give I give all my cards to truck drivers. Sure. Oh, that makes sense. They're yeah. always behind the wheel. They need something yeah. to do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then I go to gas stations and I leave my cards above urinals. <laughs> Why not? Hey, look at that. Sure. Those are the type of people I talk talk to right. truck drivers. They're the type of people who would listen to something like this, and they're the type of people I get along with. Right. That makes sense. Working class, uh, people like that. So uh, since we're running out of time, i got to give some shout-outs really fast. Shooter Sports Center at ShootersOnline.com. Remora Holsters. Uh, check out Remora Holsters. My favorite concealed carry holsters. And Smoke and Blue Barbecue. Again, Hit us up at all of the, uh, what do you call those things, social medias, mm-hmm. 
and uh, check it out. I got some shooting videos up from last weekend. And, you know, just uh, enjoy the show. Follow along. Give me some ratings, everything like that. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. I'll chat at you guys later. Say goodbye. Goodbye.